handle. We interrupt this program to bring you. Great world, great world, time, excellent. On the news. <laughs> and now, here's. Great world. So I'm not waiting for any Fourth uh, of July or patriotic themed lyrics for the opener, even though yesterday you were very proud to tell me that every single bumper of this show was going to be Fourth of July or patriotic. And I said, you know are you, you know going what? to find enough? And you said, hells yes. And then right out of the chute, <laughs> the plan is abandoned. It's fine. Good morning. It's the Bill wow. Handel Show. Bill's off today. Listen, I got more. Wait a minute. <laughs> I didn't warn any about anybody about this, but before we get into handle on the news, confrontation time, because Bill is gone. Yeah. And I have a very minor bone to pick, and it's something that it's one of the few things that if it happens around here, I know it's not Bill. Oh. It's one of you three. Oh. Or it could be a murder on the Orient Express thing where it's all of you three, spoiler alert. Okay. I, went, I came in today, and as you know, normally when I come in in the morning, I refill the printer with paper. In our office? Yes. Okay. Who? Now, it could be a, you know what? It could be an outsider. So, <laughs> however, who is being nice by putting paper in the printer, but then leaving the empty husk oh. of the wrapper of the ream just still sitting there on the shelf. Now, does anybody, would anybody care to confess at this time? Here's the thing. I think we Keep all know who it is. Keep it we mind. all know who it is, but are we gonna are we gonna turn on each other? The, the three of us know who it is, but wow. are we gonna turn? Well, it's for I the who it was. I think it's yeah. for the person to come forward on the day of our country's independence because if you don't man up or woman up or whatever today, it's not just a slap in the face to <laughs> all of us here on the show. It's kind of a slap. In the face of the United States of America. Wow, wow that's that's rough, Wayne. So, does anyone wish to say anything at this time, which before you do or don't? Today was not the first time. Yeah. Oh. And I don't make a thing about a thing for one thing. This has been a pattern of empty husks <laughs> from the reams of paper. So, here we go. If anybody would like to say anything, three... Two, one. What? Really? Really? John Ramirez is pretending like he's talking into the microphone, but nobody's hearing you, sir. No, I just, I just, I just want to say, I, I, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Okay, first off, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't print stuff. Y'all are not loyal. Second, all we um, said was it wasn't us. We didn't say. 
Oh, please. No, it was, that does have a flavor, it though, does have throwing flavor somebody else throwing under, me the under the red, white, and blue bus. Well, it is because the thing is, and so it's, it's my bone to pick, too, because other people don't fill, not with you, but other people don't fill the other printers. So whenever I'm trying to print something, I'm like, y'all don't refill these printers. So I get mad. I'm taking the paper, refilling the other printers, and I just forget in my madness to throw out the empty husk. To her credit this morning, Alex pitched the most fantastic fit when the printer started beeping mm-hmm. that it needed more paper. 60 in there? Oh, the yeah. The printer in that office? She uh, she kind of went a little postal, and it was <laughs> actually really fun because you don't see that kind of passion at like 10 after 4 in the morning. Mm-hmm. But Alex delivered for a good 60 seconds. All right. I think we should start going to Kinko's. <laughs> Well, I'm glad the mystery has been solved, and I yeah. guess you get some you get credit for finally coming forward, even though the other two kind of forced you. Yeah. But you know what? It's our bad because we don't refill it. So Do we... you print to it? Of course. Well. See, but now here's the thing. I feel like I need to say, Wayne, you're an enabler because I know you always do it, so I just go ahead and print to it. How Assuming. dare you be nice and make us lazy, Wayne? I know. Wow. Yeah. Did that uh, help? That's really Alex? what you're saying, Jen. The Did treachery. All right, well, let me ask yeah. you, Jen, one more thing before we start, because this, this could make it all go away. Yes. Did you make the thing you mm. said you were going to make? I did not make Oh, this. my goodness! Wait, wait, wait. No, wait. But I did bring something. So it's not that I didn't, that I failed completely. I can't hear you right now because I threw wait, my headphones just... in anger. She bought something. She didn't make it. I bought something. I didn't make it. Is it similar to what you said you were going to bring? Oh, okay. It's you know, still cream and strawberries and a cakey-like thing. All right. Wow. It's going to be one of those. All right. John, <laughs> cue, up a, cue up a nice uh, patriotic bump, and we're going to start the show again. <laughs> you let me know when it's ready. You just take your time, John. Are we doing that as the lead story? No. Like a bump. to oh, We're, reo- we're oh, going to reopen the show. It, I We're don't, all even, I don't here, even. You know, I I could have taken the holiday off as well, but I didn't. No, you're not leaving me here. Because then you're ruining the bump for the quarter. Well, you'll find another one. Right now, you said yesterday. Wow. You said yesterday when I said, "Are you going to be able to find enough Fourth of July bumps?" You were like, "Oh yeah, well, there's so many, no problem." Now you're like, "Oh, I can't spare one." John, you did point out to me this morning all the bumpers were going to be Patreon. Yeah, but then and we- I backed you up yesterday. You're kind of making me look bad twice today. Yeah, dude. but we're we're not teasing it right. That's not how this works, guys. You're, you're supposed to tease it, and and then it we play. It. Uh oh. You want me to call Robin too? We'll double time it. Shh. Hey, Marjorie. Good morning. <laughs> Wait, no, John. And you ruined the bit, too. Wow. Lead story. I knew he wouldn't be ready. Oh, that's, that's, oh, sorry. Well, this is very upsetting because we just had the Gabriel Fernandez case where those monsters tortured that poor little boy and murdered him, and, uh, you know, the guy got the death penalty, and uh, the mom pled out to save her hide, but she's doing life. And now comes another case of a 10-year-old Anthony Avalos 
Very much a similar situation. You have the mother and then you have the new boyfriend. And I, I mean, they may have been together a while, but not the father. And apparently, well, he was he died and they called 911 and said he fell in the house. Those lies never work. Mm-mm. And it turns out that uh, he had been substantially tortured and mistreated for days before he passed away, including... Prosecutors are alleging they poured hot sauce on his face, whipped him with a looped cord and a belt, held him upside down and dropped him on his head repeatedly. They would alternate between not letting him eat anything and then force feeding him, slamming him into the floor, slamming him into the furniture, not letting him use the restroom. And I guess also there were other kids in the house and making the uh, making all the kids fight each other. So they were in court earlier this week. They were going to be arraigned. Um, And then they postponed the arraignment, which is very interesting because the arraignment is such a just little formality that doesn't doesn't mean anything. So I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, why. Uh, But in any event, it's also similar to the Gabriel Fernandez case in that there were calls to Child Protective Services for years And it, where did it happen? Lancaster. Yep. That, let me tell you something. I know that, it, is it four uh, workers and former workers up there are, are facing criminal yes, charges four. for yes. Gabriel Fernandez? That, that department up there, I'm not talking about the entire county, Child Protective Services. I'm talking about the Antelope Valley. That particular department. They need to march everybody out hand them their severance papers, and burn the buildings to the ground up there. Absolutely. And start over. Start all over. One time is an unspeakable tragedy. Two times, there are no words for what it is. And aren't you as intrigued as I am in finding out if it's possible that it was the same supervisor over the same cases, if it was the same workers over the same cases? it'll, It'll all come out. But I say just preemptively. You got to wipe the slate clean up there and start over because how many more kids up there are being, you know, when's the next one going to happen? All right, let's uh, let's take a break and then we'll continue. It's KFI AM 640. Uh, Jennifer, you have. I guess I'm the jerk today because uh, so the first the first uh, you know what I'm going to say. Everybody knows what I'm going to say, but I I guess I still have to say it. Right. Well, the first patriotic song of the day is a song that is, in fact, not patriotic and has been misused as a patriotic anthem ever since Bruce Springsteen released it. Mm hmm. The minute I heard it, I thought, right? It's oh. like, oh, 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 and the hole is dug deeper. Hey, good morning. It's a Bill Handel show. Bill is off today on this 4th of July, and uh, it looks like the rest of us are descending into a Lord of the Flies situation <laughs> here on the show. Although, what better way to celebrate the current state of our country than a bunch of squabbling for no good reason? All right, let's go back to handle on the news. Uh, Jennifer Jones, Lee, and me, and Alex, and John. 
Such a sad story coming out of Palmdale. It looks like a family of four, including two young girls, were killed in a crash. And when I say young, one and two years old. Yeah, and it's their car that caused the accident. Uh, They were driving a green Kia, and it swerved out of its lane and hit a van. I guess the van, there was no way for the van to maneuver away. And it was some sort of uh, um, like a passenger van, but it was empty other than the driver. Yeah. Uh, and so they have all died. Um, the the mom, the dad, and one of the daughters, they were all, I guess, they, they were not thrown out of the car. They died at the scene. And then the second little girl, the way I'm reading this, you know, they don't explicitly say she was thrown from the car. But I'm assuming since they're saying the other three were not. Yeah. The only it's right. The only conclusion you could reach is the other little girl was thrown out of the car, died at the hospital. And they said that the girls were dressed the same. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know why that just breaks my heart. That that fact. Uh, well, the Thai youth soccer team trapped in a cave will be rescued, but it could take months. Because they have to figure out a plan first. What's the best plan to get them out of there? Now, the good news is, of course, they were in there for 10 days and they found them and they're all alive. Yep. Nobody has any serious medical issues. I know that they've already they've been able to get them water and uh, liquid food, high protein liquid food. They haven't been able to get them solid food yet, but, you know, their nutrition is now happening again. You know, you have to go very slowly. Oh, absolutely. If you don't eat for 10 days, you cannot just start eating whatever you want again. Uh, and now they're they're looking at different possible plans. One of them, I don't think this is the one they're going to pick, is to actually drill into there to create some kind of a new path out. Another plan is to send in basically scuba gear, teach them how to use it, see if they can get professional divers in there to help escort them out, and have them swim and dive out. Uh, and they were saying where they can, where it's wide enough, they would have two dive, one kid or the coach, one diver on either side. Right. Which at that point is actually pretty safe, relatively speaking. The problem is some of those passageways are too narrow to do that. So there, be, yeah. there would be parts where some of these kids would have to go alone. For a certain amount of time. And it's not just teaching them about how to use this scuba gear. None of these boys can swim, period. Yeah. So that's on top of it. Right. So imagine imagine the fear. You're 12 or 13 years old, and this is your first time swimming. And they said that the distance that they have to travel is not just straight up, but the distance that they have to travel through those crevices and whatnot is the size of 20 football fields to make oh. it to the surface. Oh, my goodness. The the only thing I will say about all of the, the that they don't know how to swim and everything is, given what they've been through already, they might not be as afraid. They might just be like, help if, me get out of right, here. Right, especially if it means we're getting out of here. So, all right, well, fingers crossed on that. And although they're saying it could take months, let's let's hope they're proven wrong. Yeah. And it's faster than that. All right, uh, let's take a break, and then we'll continue handle on the news when we come back. It's KFI AM. It took me four days to hitchhike from Saginaw. I've come to look for America. 
640. It is the Bill Handel Show on July 4th. Bill is off today. He is leading a protest against the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. Uh, he says that they should change it to a ham and cheese baguette eating contest. Oh. I tried to explain to him yesterday before he left. Nathan's sells hot dogs. That's why it's hot dogs. They don't sell him. And he, he said, I don't care. That's weird. Yeah. That I don't know if he's going to make the it. news or not. But <laughs> All right. We'll continue uh, Handle on the News with Jennifer Jones Lee and me and Alex and John. And the Trump administration has rescinded some Obama-era policies that encouraged affirmative action. Yeah, it's a reversion to the George W. Bush administration guidelines. It's not really their their own creation. Yeah. And uh, you know what this shows? This shows that if I say to you, and by the way, we're going to get into the details here at 7. Okay. If I say to you, like, what does America stand for? It's like... It depends. Well, it depends on depends who you on are. What, yeah, it depends on what party's in power. This is a country that flips its identity every four or eight years, it seems. And this is a good example of that. All right. But at seven, we'll get into exactly what is going on with this. And is it as bad as it sounds if you're pro-affirmative action? Oh, well, the coat hanger pictures are coming Fast and furious on social media, and they are all sent to the same person. It's my life. It's now my, uh, my cadence was misleading there, right? It sounded like I was going to say who it was first, but I wanted to. Uh, Maine Republican Senator Susan Collins, one of the more moderate Republicans, seen as the one most likely to perhaps vote no for a Supreme Court nominee who would overturn Roe v. Wade, and so uh, everybody's tweeting her pictures of coat hangers. Of course. It's not going to be coat hangers. No. I, I, I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to say it's nothing to be concerned about, that right. we could get a court that could overturn Roe v. Wade. I'm not, because it's... However, the answer to this whole problem is going to be uh, medically, medicinally induced abortions. We're almost there where you're not you're just going to go to a pharmacy or if you can't get to the pharmacy, you're not going to go to a back alley and have a disreputable person put a coat hanger inside of you. You're going to go over to somebody's house and you're going to buy a handful of pills and you're going to take them and you're going to abort your pregnancy. And that's what's going to happen. So they're sending pictures of the wrong things. A federal judge has ordered the Trump administration to consider... Releasing asylum seekers. People are waiting in line for a place by the river. And this law predates the administration's now reversed practice of separating families at the border. But we were talking a lot about who is grandfathered in and who is not, and for what reasons were they coming, and how can you separate the two? And so these asylum seekers now, they're saying in the, in the case of the detention of undocumented immigrants seeking asylum in the U.S., once they pass their initial screening, they say the government is supposed to make an individual decision about whether that immigrant should be released or detained, according to the current government policy. And uh, activists are saying that instead, the, the Trump administration is just basically across the board denying, denying they call it, it parole for these people. Uh, and I don't know if that's what's happening. Here's a weird thing. If you say 
we're just going to deny everybody. That's illegal. But is it illegal to say we're going to change the standards? We're going to look at each person individually, but we're going to change the standards that we use. And then changing the standards means far fewer people get released. Is I would that think illegal? that's illegal. Or is that still an individual determination? It feels like if they are trying to walk the line on this one, that would be the way to go. Just say we're going to up our standards, therefore that equals not as many people are going to get in. Yeah. I don't know. Well, we'll see what happens here with that. Boy, judges, I will say this, judges are loving Oh yeah. Uh, to go after this administration. And that, now somebody, it was funny, I just said that. And some people heard me and go, oh, he's sticking up for President Trump. No. And, and other people, right? And other people maybe are saying like, oh, he likes the fact that judges are going after President Trump. I'm just saying a fact. No, I, I, the way I took it was you were just saying that judges are doing the happy dance because right now they are splitting hairs when it comes to the law. Yeah, well, that's what they like to do. Yeah. Um, oh, so here's an interesting way to protest the separation of families and the detention of families. A church in Indianapolis has put up a very interesting nativity scene. Born of a woman. It's Mary, Joseph, and the baby Jesus. In a cage of chain link fence and barbed wire, they're in. A, they they are in an immigration detention center, basically. Uh, members of this church, it's Christ Church Cathedral, say the journeys of immigrant families are similar to that of the Holy Family. The Reverend of this church is the one who came up with the idea. He says, "John, you're our resident religious person. Uh, how do you feel about?" People saying that immigrant families coming to the United States are substantially the same as the Holy Family. Are you cool with that? Is that offensive to you? No, I, I feel like you know, if he's one, if he was made to be one of us, then oh. you know, he's this family is also one of us. So mm-hmm. I don't think there's an. I think there's equal playing ground here. How I feel, you know, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think he puts him. God puts himself like above. So I think, I, I, I have no problem with this. All right, with Very a display, good. you have no problem with a display. Uh, maybe the display could could trigger some people, but it doesn't trigger me personally. But I can understand them. Maybe the my fellow traditional people meaning the religious kind of getting a little uptight, but I have no problem with it. Thanks, John. He's very uncomfortable. I know. (laughs) Oh, this story. Firefighters in San Diego have cut a smuggled Mexican woman and her 10-year-old daughter out of a car's trunk. Yeah, you know, the, 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 um, the lucrative nature of smuggling people across the border... Results in situations like this. You have this convertible, uh, this Nissan 350. Isn't that the little, the Nissan 350, isn't that the little tiny sporty thing? Yeah, I think so. And they built a secret compartment into the back of this car, and they put this lady and her kid in there. And they come to the border, and a guy's driving who's an uh, American citizen, and the dogs detect something. So they take him over to secondary inspection. And, you know, it comes out that, hey, there's two people there. They can't open the compartment. The guy driving, he said, well, they told me how to open the compartment, but it's not working. 
And oh, so great. they had to slice into the car to get them out of there, and luckily they're okay. Yeah, the, by the way, you know, the, here's the, one of the problems with talking about uh, illegal immigration is you can't be reductive and just say illegal immigration is a thing. There's people who come here seeking asylum. There's people who come here on tourist visas who overstay their visas. There's people who on their own uh, sneak across the border. And then there's smuggling of people. And wherever you stand on this, even if you're a big immigrants' rights activist person, I would implore you to recognize that the part of it where it's a professional operation where you pay people to smuggle you, it is one of the most inhumane things that people do to other people. I mean, you, in this case, you have a mom and a daughter people wedged die, in a compartment. People die constantly. And when I was with the feds, we had cases all the time. They called them, forgive me, it's an, it can be considered an offensive term, but they called them clown houses. They were, they were these stash houses oh. where people who had paid to be brought over the court were held until their smuggling fees were paid off. And they were crammed into these little houses. They were treated poorly. They were guarded with weapons. Wow. Yeah. So that part of the story, everyone should agree, is thoroughly unacceptable. All right. uh, When we come back, we will finish up Handle on the News. It's KFI AM 640. Six forty. Good morning. It's the Bill Handel Show. Fourth of July. Bill is off today. We're continuing Handle on the News. We're actually finishing it up now with Jennifer Jones Lee wearing patriotic garb. Yeah, my red, white, and blue flag sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, me, John Ramirez, and Alex. Well, Walmart's <laughs> in trouble again for an item of clothing that they uh, are selling. It's uh, adult and baby apparel that says impeach 45 and impeach Trump. And so obviously pro-Trump people are saying we're going to boycott Walmart. Now, once again, this is the third party seller problem. Although I haven't seen as many controversial issues with Amazon who also work with many third-party sellers, as with Walmart. Maybe Amazon has a better vetting procedure. Yeah, they've had a couple, but it seems like Walmart makes the news a whole lot more. Uh, so people are upset about this. Do you remember the, um, oh, they were, they were, it was stuff that said bulletproof, Black Lives Matter. Yeah. And again, it was a third-party seller, not yeah. Walmart directly, and the National Fraternal Order of Police said, hey, that's crazy, we don't like that. And then, I'll never forget this, that a third-party seller was able to get onto Walmart.com a shirt that says, Rope, Tree, Journalist, Some Assembly Required. To their credit, when Walmart realizes what's going on, they generally pull this stuff. Now, this one's a little more interesting because it's it's not per se offensive. It depends on your politics. For a lot of people, that's a perfectly wonderful message that they enjoy seeing impeach Trump. And it doesn't call for violence like the journalist thing. And it doesn't have a racial component on its face like the Black Lives Matter thing. So I don't know what they're going to do this time. I guess it may depend on how many 
Trump supporters actually stop shopping at Walmart. Which, well, if they did, that would make a big difference. I don't. I don't but. think it's rude to suggest that uh, they have a lot of Trump supporters amongst their customers, right? Well, I think in a lot of areas where you had Trump supporters heading to the polls, a lot of in a lot of those places, Walmart is the only place to go. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's out of there. Maybe it's already out of there. You know what? At the break, I'll take a look and see if it's still online there. <laughs> the FAA. Wow, got a little snippy. We're a safety agency, not a creature comfort agency. Take me to the You just flew? Yeah. Was it tight on your plane? But who'd you fly? Which airline? Uh, this time I flew Delta. Delta, okay. It was it was okay. No, of course, it's it's miserable. I mean, it's just, you're so tight. The seats are very, very small, and uh, Americans are getting bigger. Mm-hmm. And uh, this article is very upsetting uh, because the, some of the things they say to show how we're getting bigger... And one of the things they point out is the average weight of a U.S. woman these days is equal to that of an average man in the 60s. Not okay, people. Mm. Well, in any event, so they're shrinking the seats and everybody knows that. And, you know, there were there were lawsuits and even a judge ordered the FAA to look at whether they could regulate the size of seats as a safety issue based on the theory that if you're too crammed into the plane and you need to evacuate, that there could be a delay and therefore, it's a safety issue. And the FAA said no. And then a judge said, why don't you take another run at whether you should regulate it? And now they've said no. We've looked at it again. And we believe that even a very heavy person can get out of their seat in you know a couple of seconds in an emergency. And it's not enough of a problem that we can call it a safety issue. And I saw something this morning. And I've got to go back and vet it. But... Uh, there was some something that we were listening to that just caught my attention where they were saying that whatever the model was that was used to demonstrate whether or not these seats were too small, that everybody who happened to be participating in, I guess, whatever they were doing was small and fit and young and didn't reach for something in the overhead. Uh-huh. So, sure, if you're young and fit, you can bail out of a seat in a heartbeat. Right, and if everybody follows all the rules, because you're not supposed to try to take anything with you. Right, but how and, many? And yes, if you can count on every single person to absolutely follow the rules, you get a much faster evacuation time. But I, if you've ever seen people boarding a plane and they keep telling you, put your roller bag in the overhead and put your personal item under your seat, and here's every moron shoving their backpack into the overhead bin. And get out of the freaking aisle. Right. So, uh, my yeah, I mean, I don't fly that often. Oh, see, I'm on a plane every other weekend. Yeah, well, then you know better than anyone. It drives uh, me insane. Yeah. All right, well, anyway, the FAA is not going to help us with the tiny seats. Nope. And Barnes & Noble is not going to help their uh, chief executive that they just fired. Demos Planeros, he's only been on the job for like a year. And they've canned him with no severance pay and... They fired the previous guy in uh, about two years ago. They fired that guy. Because Bar- here's the problem. Barnes & Noble, they think they can pull out of this tailspin that's happening, you know, thanks mostly to Amazon killing the brick-and-mortar book industry. And Barnes & Noble has never been able to step up their online game enough to compete. And I think 
maybe they keep hiring people who come in and go, I got a great turnaround plan. We're going to turn it around. And then the, the board gets impatient. Sure. Uh, or in the case of the new guy that they just fired, because they're not saying why, but they are saying it was not due to any disagreement regarding the financial reporting policies or practices or any potential fraud. Ooh. So I wonder, could, and I don't, look, I'm very aware of libel laws and slander laws. I'm just wondering if it could have been a misconduct, you know. When you're fired. Could have been a me too. Maybe. Because nobody is going to be a CEO and not have a severance package in their contract. I wouldn't think so. And also, even a, a company like Barnes & Noble, I would think they would give a guy more than a year. In yeah, terms of turning the turn company around. around. But but I have no evidence of that at all. It could be any. It could be, honestly, it could be that, I don't know, they just didn't like him. Maybe he didn't reach a goal. Well, or... the last guy, when they fired him, they said he just wasn't a good fit. So maybe they're yeah. real persnickety over there. Maybe. I don't know. That is Handle on the News.